welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of People with Purpose. Uh, we are continuing with the Calm Leadership Series today, and uh, we're into communication. Uh, and today we are talking about how to embody communication. So embodied communication. This is really where everything we've been talking about on communication comes together. We're talking about communication from the point of view of, as a leader, you uh, using the way you communicate to uh, create desire. Uh, you want to create other things with communication, but desire is kind of at the heart of mobilizing people and yourself to actually go about making a difference in this world. And harnessing that desire is key, and, and desire is akin to uh, creating an urge in yourself and others. So urge, we've covered, understand, reframe, gift, the gift of communication, and we're now on to embodying communication. So if you want to be a better communicator, be a better leader, then uh, it's about creating that sense of desire in others. And embodied communication, so what is that? Well, embodied communication is about more than just exchanging information in how you communicate. It's about understanding the emotions, uh, the intentions of uh, those you're communicating with, and really living that in how you communicate. As a leader, you want to clearly convey a message. You want to make sure that your message is fully received. But that's only half the story of, of communication. Communication is also about listening. It's a two-way thing. And listening in a way that gains a good understanding and appreciation of the full meaning of what's being said. So listening also means that the people around you and in your team feel like they've been heard. And if they feel like they've been heard, that's, that's great. But also if they feel like they've been understood to the extent that they know that they've been heard and understood, then that's where embodied communication begins to be more visceral, begins to be more present. It begins to be more effective. And embodied communication can be instinctive at times. But oftentimes when we communicate with others, we misfire. You know, things are misunderstood or misheard or, you know, it might be that people, people see what you're saying but take a different intention from it. And when that happens, that can cause conflict, unnecessary conflict. That can lead to frustration and, um, you know, the, the leader can then become disconnected from their team. And 
it's not just a leadership role in a work context. This is about leading a conversation about making a decision in any context, in family, relationships, without having communication as an embodied skill. You're running the risk of these things misfiring, uh, communication going astray, people making up their own version of what they think it is they've heard you say, you making up your own version of what you think it is somebody else might mean. And if we're all working to be better communicators, we, we're all recognizing that we've also all got something to learn. We've all got Yes, some progress to make in this area. And so really, this is for everyone. If you want to bring clarity, if you want to become more effective, if you want to deepen your connections with others, if you want to build greater trust and uh, respect to enable you to solve problems, to work together to solve problems, work together to make decisions, and embodying communication can make a massive difference, both to your outcomes, but also to your sense of well-being. You know, your, your mental and emotional well-being can be vastly improved by virtue of, of you being a better communicator. So in this episode, we're going to look at it from a kind of a logical point of view and um, sort of rationalise it. And then in the, ne in the next episode on embodying communication, we're going to actually go through a process to, to deepen that understanding, you know, to actually really feel it. So to keep it cerebral for a second, what is stopping you from communicating really well? What's stopping you from being a great communicator? What's stopping you from embodying communication? Well, there are four key barriers, the first of which is your state. So when you're overwhelmed or you're not in control of your state or managing your state, you're more likely to communicate in a way that creates misfires. You're more likely to communicate from an emotional place rather than from a kind of a calm place. You could send confusing or, or uh, off-putting signals to people. So what you say might not match how you're behaving. And if you're not calm when you're communicating, particularly if it's a potentially challenging message, then that is potentially going to create more conflict than consensus. And you can't always get to consensus, by the way. Not everyone's going to always agree about everything. So it's vitally important to make sure that in that kind of a scenario, your state is in a good shape so that you can come to a reasonable win-win solution, a conclusion uh, where people feel like they've been heard and understood, even if they don't fundamentally agree with the decision. So that's the first key barrier, really, is your state. Your state is, is and it's the main one, to be honest. Um, the second one is your intention. So your intention with your communication uh, can be a massive barrier to embodying, embodying solid communication. 
If you've um, got good intentions, that's great. But if you've already decided what you think the outcome should be before you've um, started the communication process, and you know you might have a kind of a a view of what the outcome should be, but if your intentions are to get a very specific and immovable outcome or result, then what could happen? Well, your communication could turn into manipulation, coercion. You could be engineering an outcome, which could take you into judgment. It could stop you from listening. And as we've already said, if you've got a head full of judgment, there's no room for curiosity. It could also lead you down the road of serving yourself more than you're serving others. And, you know, your intention, like I said, overall could be good. But if you're so fixed and so rigid, specifically on an outcome, then you could end up with a huge barrier in the way. So that's the second one. So the first one's your state. The second one is your intention. The third one's your body language. So if your body language is either inconsistent with what you're saying or perhaps a bit negative, then people will notice. 55% of communication is your body language. So, you know, your body language or your nonverbal communication, which I suppose also includes tonality, could um, contradict the words that you're actually saying if you're not careful, and that'll confuse people. Uh, People, worse still, might not be confused. They might not trust you as much. So making sure that it's consistent you know, the way you move, your tonality is consistent with the words you're saying is crucial. And, you know, if you don't like what somebody else is saying, your body language might instinctively kick in to uh, send the other person a very clear signal that you don't like what they're saying. This whole thing about being defensive and crossing your arms uh, or and even closed body language can just Give the message that you don't really want to go down this road. Avoiding eye contact. Um, one thing that uh, that can happen sometimes when people are impatient is they can begin to tap or tut. That can be really uh, restrictive and put a barrier in the way. So, you know, whilst you might not agree with or particularly like even what's being said, if you're body language is negative, it's going to create a barrier. It's going to be mirrored. If your tonality is harsh when you're attempting to deliver a um, a soft and caring message, it's going to feel incongruent. So it's going to put a barrier up. So if your state's a barrier, potentially, your intention though good, could become a barrier if it stops you from listening. And your body language could be a barrier as well. Then the fourth thing could could be your focus. When you're trying to do too many things at once, then you might not be focused on the conversation. You might be focused on the other person, uh, distracted or drifting off and and daydreaming. That's going to again, be, 
be, be a barrier to embodying this experience of, 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 of just getting to communicate with another human being. You're going to miss stuff. You're not going to be as aware of how the other person is responding to what's being said or how the other person is feeling about the message that they're trying to convey if you're distracted and unfocused. So you've got to avoid those distractions and focus on the conversation. So there's some of the barriers of not embodying communication. So how can you embody communication? Really embody it to be the best leader that you can be. Well, here are four uh, skills, practices that you can take on and try and improve to really fully embody communication. So the first one is to be a really engaged listener. The second one is to fully maximize those nonverbal elements of communication. The third is to be assertive. And the fourth, perhaps unsurprisingly, is to manage your state. So let's, let's take those four things in turn. So how can you be an engaged listener? Well, when communicating with other people, we often focus kind of pretty well exclusively on what we're going to say. So you're preparing for a meeting uh, and you're going to have a difficult conversation. Again, that terminology says a lot, doesn't it? Um, so you, you want to get your words in the right order. But effective communication is not just about getting what you're going to say in order. It's also about um, listening and being a really engaged listener. So yes, do your preparation. Prepare what you want to say. But also in your preparation, be prepared for the words that you're going to receive and the, uh, the nonverbal signals or signs that you're also going to re receive. Remind yourself about body language. Remind yourself about tonality. And be prepared to be very aware of that in the conversation. Listening well, being a really embodied listener, an engaged listener, it's not just about understanding the words that, that are being said to you, but it's also understanding the underlying uh, emotion and states that those words are coming at you with. And there's a big difference between listening and hearing. When you listen and when you really you know, engage with what's being said, you'll hear those subtle uh, inflections of tonality. And that will tell you how the person is, is feeling and, 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 and how they're trying to communicate that with you. When you're an engaged listener, not only will you understand the other person better, but you will also make that person feel understood. And that can really build a strong connection between you and, you and them. And it also... Listening requires you to be calm. And again, if you're calm, then the other person is more likely to be calm as well. And yeah, mirroring the way the, 
the other person is speaking is is great because it gets you on the same page. But if you want to be able to uh, communicate in a way that really ensures that you're connecting with the person that is speaking to you or you're speaking with, then leading on creating a calm environment where you can think clearly, where you can see what the other person is saying, where they feel understood, then, then that connection can help you to navigate your way through not just this conversation, but any and all subsequent conversations, because you've got that solid foundation. If you've ever been in a situation where you're talking to somebody and their eyes are darting around and you're not sure if they're listening, or you, you know, you just sometimes you don't even see it, but you get a sense that they're somewhere else. Well, you don't want to make people feel like that, do you? You want to make people feel like um, when they're speaking to you, they are the only thing on the planet that matters. So how can you create that kind of uh, scenario, that kind of feeling in others? Well, it's by being an engaged listener. So focus fully on the person who's speaking. You can't, to my mind, be listening properly if you're distracted by other things, if you're responding to notifications on your phone, or, and that, again, that's a physical distraction, but maybe you're even just thinking about something else. You also can't be an engaged listener if you're thinking about what to say next when they're still talking. Now, again, this is a real skill. It's challenging concentrating on what somebody else is saying completely all of the time. But if you can practice it, you'll find that a great richness will come with that attention. So focus fully on the person who's speaking. Don't interrupt. And also, if somebody's talking about something that's happening to them, avoid turning the conversation about, you know, from being about them to being about you. It, very often it's um, in conversation, it's, it's tempting to, uh, to relate by uh, when somebody shares an experience with you that they've had, you are talking about an experience that you've had that's very similar. And again, that can, that can be a good conversation. But for a really great conversation, surely asking questions to probe a little deeper, to understand how it felt, what they saw, what happened next. If you can turn that temptation to uh, talk about a similar situation that you've been in into a question that makes you more curious about learning more detail about what happened to them. And that, again, can really help you to be a better listener. And if you are going to interrupt, I, which I strongly would suggest that you don't, but if you are going to interrupt then, then if you're more likely to interrupt with a question, it gives you another opportunity to be a great listener, an engaged listener. So, yeah, avoid interrupting and, 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 and ask another question. I mean, you can also show interest by, with your body language, by nodding, by 
smiling, by making sure you've got open body language, uh, small noises of encouragement can be good as well. Encourage them to, to give you some more information with nonverbal language, language, nonverbal um, movements, I meant, sorry. And um, yeah, if, I suppose if, mm-hmm, oh, that's probably language, isn't it? So yeah, so language as well. But give them space and give them space in your mind as well. Make sure that you're setting your judgments to one side. Be curious and connect. So if you can do all of that, then you can become a better listener. You can hear not just the words, but also the emotion behind the words that the other person's using. You can connect in a, in a non-verbal way to the tonality and to the movements that that person's making. And in a way, you get on the same wavelength. People talk about you know, vibration and, and, and frequencies and all that kind of stuff. And, and this, this thing about getting on the same wavelength has become part of common parlance. But we talk about getting on the same page more often. And again, getting on the same page is good. And it's a phrase that is often used. But if you get on the same wavelength, what does that make you think? What does that make you feel? To me, it's a deeper level of connection that you can only really get through being an engaged listener. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.